Hello everyone, I'm delighted to welcome you to the Power and Purpose Through Peace podcast. My name is Bulitiwi Aishimoju. I founded Magni Essence Coaching to help you reconnect with yourself, magnify your essence and reveal your magnificence. You see, to lead meaningful lives we all need purpose. To fulfill our purpose, we need power. And to be truly powerful, we need to tune into a space of peace. My podcasts bring you information and inspiration that help you activate the power, purpose and peace you need to be the change you want to see in the world. Of course, in a happy, healthy and sustainable way. Today, more than ever, the world is fraught with an affliction that no one can see or touch. All we can see are the effects. Of course, we have COVID-19, a pandemic, which is taking its toll on society collectively and individually. The pandemic I'm referring to, however, is much worse. It's called fear. It's been around for a very long time and fuels our actions daily. What is fear? Fear can be defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Now, it goes without saying that when we feel fear, we feel tension and stress, which could lead to several responses. We may fight or we may flee. Either way, it's not a peaceful state. We need adrenaline for each of these options. Our cortisol levels go up. And though this is fine for short periods of time and very useful too in certain situations where inaction may lead to loss of life, Continuously being in a state of stress takes its toll on our health and well-being. We may begin to suffer from adrenal fatigue, experience a burnout, gain fat around the gut or all over as we indulge in comfort eating, to mention a few effects. Our immune and nervous systems may become compromised. Right now, Many recommendations are being made to avoid being infected by the virus. These recommendations should be followed with the seriousness that this situation demands. One thing we must all do, however, to ensure that we are protected, in addition to washing our hands, wiping down surfaces, social distancing and isolation, we must keep our immune systems robust. As you all know, what you eat will contribute to the strength of your immune system. What you may not know is that what you eat goes beyond the food on your plate and includes the thoughts you were thinking. Today, I am delighted to have on this podcast an amazing lady. Her name is Elizabeth Major. She's a former corporate executive turned Kundalini yogi and teacher. She's also a sound and movement dance therapist a mother of two, a wife, and a dear friend with whom I learn and grow with ease as we interact with trust. Elizabeth, what a pleasure it is to have you on this call today. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to everybody. It's really, really amazing. So Elizabeth, as you know, I look forward to what you have to share with us and this affliction called fear. Mm-hmm. Could you share what your perspective is on fear? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as a yogi teacher, yoga teacher, we teach this quite regularly, right? That uh, 
how important it is to be aware, awareness uh, of our thoughts, of our feelings is crucial. Uh, the ultimate fear, however, uh, if you take any fear we may have, and you really dis you know you start uh, breaking it down, it goes down to always the fear of death, fear of death for our loved ones uh, or for our own life. Uh, so I am a funny teacher. Uh, I tend to remind. Um, even during my classes to the students that uh, please do remind yourself every day that uh, life is so fragile and that we are mortal. <laughs> uh, because we uh, fear our loved ones death, uh, and, uh, but we don't even really at our depth, we cannot even comprehend our own death, right? Mm. Uh, and uh, just facing that, it puts things in a totally different perspective. You start really uh, appreciating life, life which is such a privilege, right? To be alive. Mm -hmm. And um, you reevaluate things what is really the importance, uh, what you really fear of, what you really uh, drive for, what is really um, just put things in perspective, right? Now, this was long before, this was in our so-called normal lives, before uh, the virus came. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, because of all these events, we are basically all um, closed down. The ones we are lucky enough to be able to stay home, have a home, have a treat. Uh, and reflect exactly on these things. And I'm sure we are all going through a lot of uh, uh, contemplation and reflecting on our lives. And depending, I think we are all exactly where we need to be, some of us alone. Uh, and those are people usually uh, very comfortable to be alone or very uh, uncomfortable to be alone. They need to face uh, how what kind of company you are to yourself, right? When nothing and nobody really bothers you, why you are still miserable. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. And then uh, a lot of people are close with their families, right? Uh, uh, people which they hardly see their children, now they are with their children, with extended families. And it's very interesting to see the uh, setups in different families, how it goes and what challenges people are going through. Mm -hmm. uh, so going back to fear, we definitely teach, right, that if you are afraid of something, mm -hmm. uh, immediately the whole system reacts, right? You, became, mm -hmm. you become pale, there is a chemical, there is an alchemy happening in the body and you feel mm -hmm. it, everybody feels it in a different way. Mm -hmm. uh, so there is a rush of energy, which, uh, but it's an energy which depletes you from, uh, the chi from the life energy, which you need to thrive and to live happily, right? Mm -hmm. So just being aware that uh, everything starts with the thought and most of our thoughts, right? That's the symbol of the 1000 petal lotus, right? That every second we create 1000 thoughts and how many of those thoughts we are really, really aware of. So this is not times where we need to run away from any fear. We need to process our fears face our fear, right? Uh, wherever you are, what you are really afraid of. And then uh, 
just analyze it like okay is it really true is it really something uh worthwhile uh poisoning your that moment in your life which might be the last moment you live right we take it mm -hmm. back to us being mortals and uh, there is a uh, this incredible uh, yoga teacher and mystic now moving forward india uh, light years which india really needs because it's one fifth of the population of the planet so if you look at the collective whatever india moves on it's very important for the collective and uh, that's Sadhguru, and uh, he has an incredible um, course called inner engineering mm. and uh, i love i love he has uh, five affirmations for uh, his, he calls it uh, uh, inner engineering crash course mm -hmm. and he says well just try to repeat these five affirmations as often as you can on the every day on your daily during your daily life and see how your system responds and mm -hmm. i find it really magical magical to remove judgment and fear you know there is a lot of uh, conspiration consp how conspiracy theories going on on the net uh, people now they have more time to read to follow that's another mm -hmm. thing what conscious choice you make uh, how many times you watch the news, what you are watching, what you are reading, whom you are following. Uh, do you really need to follow someone or it's time to really connect with yourself, with your own guidance, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, do you really do make a choice for activities which they uplift you? Uh, do you really attend to that inner child which we tend to neglect uh, in our busy lives before? Uh, mm -hmm. So what are your choices while you are now suddenly you have so much time to spend with yourself or with your loved ones. Uh, so he says, just say this, and this is really, I will list them very slowly and uh, people can write it down and then just contemplate. Just when you say it, just not say it, you know, from uh, just saying it like as a word, just contemplate what that brings up to you. So the first one, is I am responsible for everything. The second one, all rules are my rules. Third one, this moment is inevitable. Fourth, I am not my body and I'm not my mind. And the fifth one is I am a mother to this world. Uh, so these are not really, I don't want to go really on which one, each one into the depth, what each one brings up for me. Uh, it's something you need to experience, right? So I really try to inspire people, try to write it down and say it as often as possible because it really rem removes exactly those uh, emotions or thoughts mm. which the fears usually fear feeds on, right? Judgment, uh, victimhood, right? So moment, mm. the moment you say, well, is this fault? Is the government fault? Is that fault? Mm. It's uh, whoever lied to us, who did it? Is the Chinese, mm. is this or that? Mm. Mm. What really we are doing to ourselves and this is a big 
problem of humanity we are facing. That's why, why we are where we are, that mm -hmm. we feel we are victims, right? We just uh, allow our sovereign, our sovereignty to be, uh, we allow it to be taken by whatever, corporations or governments or whatever, we allow. That's why our votes and our approval is always needed, right? It's always, mm -hmm. always have a choice, yeah? So the moment you start pinpointing outside yourself, mm -hmm. immediately you go in a victim mode, which mm -hmm. is a very disempowering state to be in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so the moment you, ask, you say, well, I am responsible for everything because we, do, mm -hmm. we, we are responsible for everything. We, each one in our own way, we sustain the systems that are now until now here and all the systems mm -hmm. i must say they are kind of based on fears whether it's insurance mm -hmm. medical economy name it you know fear mm -hmm. from getting old fear from not having enough fear fear from losing the job fear from getting old fear from uh, whatever you know so all the systems exactly they are built on the humanity's fear so that takes us maybe to a deeper subject, a different subject, which is faith, right? We came from somewhere, something, somebody gave us life. It's not something we generated, right? And uh, whatever keeps the universe in order, makes the sun to come up, makes all this order in the biosphere of the earth, I'm sure it can sustain us also, right? So. Uh, we are always so loved and so if we, each one of us, we really go back in to certain uh, times in our lives, how much we are supported, how many miracles are in our lives, how many times mm -hmm. uh, we say, wow, uh, this happened in the right time, or wow, look what's coming up. Because basically mm -hmm. we are co-creators of, co of this world, with our thoughts, with the, uh, the words we generate, with the way, with the choices we make. We are co-creators mm -hmm. of this world, right? Hmm. The containers of all what it is. So this is interesting, Elizabeth. This point that you've just made on co-creating, mm -hmm. and the point you made very rightly earlier about being in victim mode, because I suppose we can't be victims where life is happening to us mm -hmm. and be co-creators at the same time. At least not in our minds. Do you see what yes. I mean? And I also really found interesting the the understanding or the awareness when we drop into that victim mode and the fact that you also said, and it's true that as a victim, you give up your power, you have no power. Exactly. And when you feel powerless, then of course you're afraid because oh. anything that comes in your environment, you feel you will succumb to mm -hmm. that. This is, this is just, um, of course the perspective, it may not be the reality. Um, and as you know, the, the, this per podcast is about the per power and purpose through peace mm -hmm. and the the understanding there is that if we truly want to be powerful then it needs to stem from peace exactly hmm. so my, my 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 question to you because you said so many very <laughs> wonderful things is and I liked what you said earlier. You said something about the fact that it's about processing fear, mm -hmm. awareness mm -hmm. of fear, which was 
interesting because of course you know fear is something that exists um and some may say okay if it's bad and in quotes eliminate it but what i heard you say is why don't we dance with it yes of course because something happens to the soul something happens at the higher liver then it comes into a thought and mm-hmm. sooner you catch it if you catch it at the level of a thought you have a mm. thought of oh my god uh, now how i'm going to retire my retirement money is gone let's say i'm giving an example yes. right mm-hmm. okay you mm-hmm. catch it as a thought then you can well really okay it is what it is i'm going to deal with it it's i'm still alive i am healthy mm-hmm. thanks god i will we will manage it you don't get it if mm-hmm. you don't Uh, catch it as a thought it will become it will attach immediately to an emotion or more mm. and once you are taken by emotions remember uh, you know the element of emotion is water we are 80% water beings so our emotions mm-hmm. are the most powerful energy so the moment the thought starts dancing with emotions that's where already you will soon start uh, identifying some chemical change in the body you will start feeling something in your gut in your that means and still here you can still uh, you know catch it and you can still process it okay uh, is it really something worthwhile now uh, dwelling in or really uh, you know allowing it to take over my life i look around i have what to eat i am peaceful sitting in my room uh, you know i just sit mm-hmm. is it really worth it for me to worry now about whether i'm going to uh, retire or not i might die now again reminder <laughs> reminding yourself that you are mortal you know it really helps it really helps huh? so uh, then that's it's again i'm taking it back to the awareness faster you are aware mm. from where this fear is coming more you can mm. immediately realize that there is no reason to be afraid of and depending also on what kind of uh, you know habits you have of course like you was just saying what you eat uh, you know what habits you have what choices you make all those they affect your mm. system and the moment it's already in your mm. physical system uh, then that's where you need to really know how to process your fears and your fears can be processed in many ways you know uh, whether you dance whether you exercise when there is all it's already in the physical body you do yoga mm-hmm. you can do so many things while even under this closure period you know to process it at physical level take a good bath take a good shower uh, you know allow if you have somebody a family member take a good massage play some games mm-hmm. there is so many ways the body because the body never lies and the body needs to process everything we are generating at the mental and uh, emotional level right now if we don't do all this or we are not aware that's where this is it's coming right now mm-hmm. because of this virus uh, that's what i say we are very fortunate the ones we can really uh, we have a home and we are we have what to eat and we live in a place where we are so fortunate to can that we can continue our life in one way under closure uh, we have a big responsibility to pray and to really first of all show our gratitude and pray for all the ones they are in fear 
it's out of respect. That's another thing. Remember, I was saying one of the affirmation is all rules are my rules. That also yes. has a depth into it, yeah? Because we are rebels. Humans, we don't like rules. I am one of those, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> the moment, everything it's about embracing. And you were talking about that. When you talk about peace, the only way, you cannot fight war with war. You cannot fight virus with the fear, right? Uh, you are afraid of it. Your immune system goes down and the body cannot function, cannot protect you. Uh, so all these things are, are interconnected, right? And uh, this uh, very present awareness, which the closure, it really helps us, right? It really helps you to be very aware of what's going on within you, how you are generating your health or your disease, how you, when and how you are uh, generating your fears and how you are coping with those or how you are processing them. And it's really yes. Elizabeth, ju just what's for um, the people listening, because um, you've been doing this for several years and I know that you've come on a personal mm -hmm. journey. Um, I have two questions. The first is, if you could share with the listeners, what do you mean by processing? Mm -hmm. um, but the first one I'd like us to go to is, you were mentioning that when it comes to fear, it's not about necessarily eliminating mm -hmm. it, but it's about being aware of it and just nipping it in the bud if mm -hmm. possible and what I liked about that is in a sense you're kind of basically underlining the fact that fear one of, one of the ways of some people describe fear is false mm -hmm. evidence appearing mm -hmm. real so did I understand you correctly when you by if I if by saying that we should question our fears we, we just can't take them as gospel truth it is something that we need to ask ourselves questions about before we then decide to take action or no action, as the case may be. Because I think the real issue sometimes is that we, we don't ask any questions and we just accept um, the, the evidence that appears mm -hmm. real. And then we, it just snowballs effect and people start doing things that um, are really counterproductive for themselves and for society. So... Yes, about that, that thing about awareness and questioning affairs is something I'd like you to underline a little bit. And then, of course, what does it mean to process a fear? What, what does mm. that mean? So, uh, you know, our, the way we, it's all about mental hygiene, right? Also, uh, mm -hmm. because uh, the way we function mentally, uh, it depends mm -hmm. on so many things. Again, uh, your uh, upbringing, your condition, uh, where you live, culturally where you live, climate, it's so many things they can affect uh, your emotions and your thoughts. And uh, that's why we meditate, right? I always say people, they are asking, uh, well, how many times we need to meditate or how? I said, well, if you shower every day for your body, uh, meditation mm -hmm. is for your mental hygiene. Exactly because we are producing so many thoughts uh, which mm -hmm. most of them, 90% of them, we are not even aware of, and they go in the subconscious, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and those mm -hmm. thoughts, those thoughts which we are not conscious of, when we are overwhelmed mm -hmm. by any 
emotion or to other thought which comes or something comes from outside us an attack or something really and usually what we are at what we feel attacked of is change and change is a conflict right mm -hmm. so every time we we always plan ahead and we think things will happen in a certain way and uh, things they don't happen that way things change is a constant it's part of the game of evolution uh, so if we are not able to cope with our uh, mental processes, emotional processes, then it becomes difficult. So this is why when we meditate, if you meditate every day, that's, that's another myth. People, they say, and now I am touching also, you are saying how we process. So yeah. one, like this is, you know, this is prevention. <laughs> Meditation is prevention. Right. Let's put it this way. All health should be, uh, whether it's acupuncture or Ayurveda or whatever, we shouldn't run to all this when once we are sick. You should use these tools to prevent difficulties. Right. This is the big difference. Uh, in all times, the emperor in China used to pay his doctor every day. And if he got sick, he didn't pay him. <laughs> it's a it's an approach, it's approach to one. health, not to disease. Right. Mm -hmm. So today the medical establishment thrives in us being sick. So our responsibility, each one of us, is to stay as healthy as possible. And keep our immune system as uh, alert and as uh, well-functioning as possible. So people, they say, we, I can't meditate because my mind never stops. So that's a myth. You know, when we meditate, our heart doesn't stop, our breathing doesn't stop, and the mind will not stop. That's exactly when you start meditating, there is a lot of thoughts coming. And that's the subconscious clearing the clutter, right? So more you have a healthy, meditative, uh, and do not forget meditation is not just sitting on a mat uh, with legs crossed and, uh, you know, uh, uh, looking like a yogi. People, they are creative. You know, they do anything, uh, arts, you write, you paint, you dance, you sing. Uh, that's uh, such a presence in the moment that those uh, activities also allow to process a lot of subconscious clutter, right? And this is, again, uh, recipes for processing, right? Because all fear comes, it has, it starts somewhere with thoughts, with emotions, right? So as long as we know how to take care of our emotional body and our mental body, less and less we, can, we may be overwhelmed by uh, fearful thoughts or fearful emotions, yeah? So uh, this is uh, a few tips. Uh, and that's what I tell everybody, you know, if you need to find something which you really love to do. And the playfulness also is, uh, uh, is mm. so important, <laughs> so important to, we take life too seriously, really. And uh, however you can find a way to be playful and connect with nature, even under closure, you know, we all have windows. Even if you look out, there is so much life out there. You know, if you can open a window, listen, listen to the birds, listen to the wind, listen, you know, it's uh, uh, this connection with all the life we are part of. We are not disconnected from that life, even if we are behind closed doors in our apartments or houses. We are mm -hmm. strongly connected with each other and with all life mm -hmm. on this planet. That connection is not disturbed. Absolutely. Actually, you, you brought me to a point I wanted to raise. I'm sure you've heard about 
um, the, the, the understanding or the statement, um, there are only two emotions, mm -hmm. fear and love. Mm -hmm. And when you speak of connection with life, one cannot but think yeah. of love. I'd like you to expand on that because we've talked about fear a lot during this podcast, of course, as a contrast mm -hmm. to peace. But when you hear fear versus love, what does that bring up mm -hmm. for you? And how do you as a person or what do you recommend to your students in terms of staying or standing or being in love? Mm. Well, uh... I think us humans, uh, mm. our essence is love. Uh, mm. And that's shown many, many times when there is really uh, emergencies, calamities, uh, people, neighbors, they wouldn't talk to each other uh, or people, they hate each other or social groups, they hate each other, whatever. They all, can. I lived in Lebanon, for example, during the, uh, 2006 war where it's a very divided uh, society uh, you've seen people immediately coming together so uh, and then that's what we say in moments of uh, stress when people are on the zone on the you know when what comes out of you most of the times it's compassion and love uh, but the situation we are now, it's a very exceptional situation. <laughs> uh, and uh, I need to go back to the same thing that no matter if you are afraid of this virus, no matter what you believe it caused it, no matter whether it already affected you or affected somebody you love or somebody you know, uh, if you are afraid of it, everything which you are and what is your essence and what is the way your system is built to protect you. It's like you just being afraid of it, you unshield yourself, right? When anything you embrace uh, with love, it's all already, it's disarmed. Let's say, you know, it, can, it can't harm you. Anything and everything can be dissolved in love. And it sounds very, you know, uh, this word now, love, it's, it's so used everywhere. And uh, there is sometimes it became like a cliche. But uh, it is, it is, I think it's very interesting to watch our children and watch the millennials. Uh, they have that vibration. They have that connection with that uh, I see it in my son they don't understand many times our differences they don't even understand all this division whether it's uh, on nationalities or religions or whatever I, I feel it in them that why why do this they, they just see us all like human beings and uh, they don't see the differences they see what unites us all how, how similar we all are and this is what is happening, you know, the planet is becoming a, a village. Uh, I live in Dubai, you lived also in Dubai, and this is a place where we see so many 
nationalities, so many old religious nationalities being here, being able to work together, be in peace with each other. And, you know, you, you go in any place in a shopping mall and you see the whole world passing by and you see, you see no difference <laughs> except on how people they dress, you know, or, you know, you know, we are all, we all want to live in peace. We all want to love each other, want to love our children. Uh, that's a, that's something we all want. 99, you know, Sadhguru said 99% of the people on this planet are amazing people. The problem is that the <laughs> other one percent is leading us because we allowed it. Because we allowed it. <laughs> Just give me five yes, politicians yeah. for two weeks, and this world will look different. Because those few people, they just don't have the willingness to go into their essence. Their essence also is love. They are just disconnected from that. And it's their, It's what disconnects them. It's fear. It's fear because they are afraid to lose power. They are afraid to lose afraid to lose face. They are afraid. They they live in a tremendous fear. I wouldn't walk in their shoes for a moment. Yes, and you know, um, Elizabeth, what you said is quite interesting. Here, you said some people mm -hmm. are afraid to lose power, but I think I believe there are some people who are afraid to feel powerful, to That's feel true. their power. Yes which is why they probably also give it up so easily because then they don't feel they need to take responsibility, which goes back to the inner engineering where the first sentence is, I am responsible yes. for everything. And there's another thing you said, which struck me, you know, talking about either being afraid of something and then disconnecting yourself with any natural mm -hmm. protection that you have as a human being or looking at a situation and embracing it with love. This, there's something I, I use sometimes with my clients when I coach, it's mm -hmm. called Love Evolve. Um, this was inspired by listening to a lady called Danielle Laporte, who I used to listen to a lot. And the idea basically is to look at any situation. So a pain in your body, a situation outside of yourself, whatever it is. And instead of looking at it with resistance, I don't like it, it needs to stop, etc., etc as we, we do, um, to, to just really imagine you're gazing at it with pure love and watch it as it evolves and reshapes itself. Because as far as I'm concerned, nothing yeah. can resist love. That thing will evolve. It will evolve into, I don't know what it is. It will, it will, it will be different for each person, but it will evolve. And it's much because again, even these, you know, when we have a pain in our bodies, because I mean, pain is not something comfortable. Who likes pain? Nobody. Um, we often look at the pain and say we want it to stop, but in that pain, and I think what we're experiencing as, you know, collectively as the world today is painful mm -hmm. for many people, there is recognition. There is a learning. Mm -hmm. There's something for each of us. And what is so fascinating about the whole pandemic right now is that as many people are experiencing a lot of yes. grief and loss and many people are demonstrating a lot of fear um, in many, many ways, other people mm -hmm. are doing the most incredible things. I don't usually listen to the news because yes. I just find it's full of, <laughs> you know, so I'm pretty selective. So I would 
some, sometimes I get pop-ups on my phone mm-hmm. and I saw the one, one I liked, which is about a 99-year-old mm-hmm. veteran, um, Thomas Moore, who decided to start walking in his garden. So he's practicing mm-hmm. self-isolation and you know social distancing to raise a thousand pounds for the NHS. Do you know mm-hmm. how much he has raised mm-hmm. no. right now? Wild guess. Ten thousand, one hundred thousand. Five million pounds. Exactly. So when I hear that, I first say, wow. This guy's 99 years old. He's going to be 130th of April. He didn't say, because I'm at home, I can't do anything. He set out with, I mean, a nice target, something he wanted to contribute. And from a thousand pound objective, he is now at five million. So that's, of course, he's an absolute hero. But all the people who contributed to that as well. So that is love exactly. for me. We are all, we are, you know, it's like people are hungry to just jump on any opportunity where they can make a difference. Mm. And a lot of people, a lot of people yes. here in the, where I live in Dubai, in Green Community, there is a lady just started something, we will be joining. People are coming together to take together, to take mm. care of the animals because some of the people, you know, there is so much, so much misinformation. Uh, that maybe pets they pass it on so some mm. people do just decide to leave the pets on the street oh, uh, people are coming together how we can take care mm. uh, uh, it's amazing so so much connection mm. you know us in the kundalini yoga community mm. we are teaching for free we have reunions uh, uh, we mm. have discussions we have support group uh, uh, it's you know it's mm. incredible and this was always my dream even in this uh, yoga yogic community when there were still sometimes some competition and i would always look out of my head why we compete with each other this is not something you own this is a technology you are just passing on mm. you know it's like it's this is not about you and i see i see exactly those changes which i always dreamed of uh, since uh, a child in the school looking always to kids competing and whatever, I never understood why we compete, you know, because every single one of us is so good at something, you know, just all learn from each other. Uh, yeah. I, I see a lot of those things just going down and uh, people are just saying, okay, how can I make a difference? How can I help? And a lot of that is happening during this uh, period. And it's amazing, you know, I always said, where are those uh, media, uh, where are the good news, good news television? And by the way, by the way, the media yes. uh, mm-hmm. will hold a big responsibility uh, into, I, I mean, what I say, the mainstream media, because uh, I strongly feel that uh, by them causing so much fear, they are responsible for a lot of uh, deaths, most of all in at elder people in Europe. Because those are the people which uh, a lot of people, like in Spain, they were found dead in their apartments, right? Uh, and, uh, Europe is one of the most aging, uh, they are the most aging countries in Europe, right? Most of Europe. And uh, most of all in the Western part, you know, there is a lot of elder people on their own for various reasons. I don't want to go there, right? 
And now who watches the news, mm -hmm. the mainstream media from morning until the evening? I see my mother, for example, right? Uh, she is watching the same stupid news going on and on and on from morning until evening, you know, and then by the evening she's terrified. Hmm. So I think the news tellers also, they have a huge responsibility, uh, you know, on what really you transmit to people because not everybody is uh, able to process sure. and they believe you, they believe everything you say, right? That's another thing in this hmm. era of you can know everything on, you know, just pressing a button on the internet, what we need to teach our children really to discern, to uh, what you are listening to, what you are believing in, you know, whom you are following. We, we see, I mean, the funniest, by the way. And honestly, I fall, I fall into that also. I am an innocent also. The first week it came out that <laughs> in Venice, already the dolphins went back. And I was thinking after that, you know, because of the pollution and whatever, after one week it came out that it was, uh, uh, you know, photoshooted. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, how wow. innocent I am that I believed it. There are not, no dolphins on the, that area. And by, the, and by the way, where I live, there is a <laughs> lake now, and one of our neighbors did the same photo shooting, put <laughs> dolphins on our lake I said oh now that we are not out look we have dolphins in our lake and I mean I had a very good laugh uh, so you know, these 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 days you know anything and everything can be put out there and it's believable and we are at our essence we are so loving and so innocent and we want to believe good news but in the same time we can be very affected by the bad news so the ones they are really propagating bad news, and most of all, if it's not really true, because who knows what's the truth these days, mm -hmm. you know, I think they are bearing a big responsibility. Absolutely. And I like that is absolutely true that the media has a huge responsibility in terms of, exactly. you know, this whole the way society as a whole just develops a certain you know fear or joy etc having said so i i really like the idea of each person taking personal responsibility um and i believe that we're able to listen to a thing and hear it and say hmm is that credible does that sound true can i cross check etc etc um, so I think this is also something that people may want to do as maybe stop feeding it's themselves, just, uh, just, you know, sorry to interrupt you, but the, reflection. the elderly are very vulnerable. No problem. The elderly, yeah, the elderly, they don't have, this is true. you know, at my, at 90, my mother has not, she doesn't have that capacity to understand that mom, just look at the news once and then shut it off. She will look again and again because, mm. you know, she has nothing better to do, you know, so, there is a lot of elder mm. like this, and I see how badly they can be affected. So, I don't think it's only the elderly. I think that what you're describing, yeah. yeah, what you're describing is something yeah. where many people simply sit in front of a screen, absorb mm -hmm. it, are absolutely hypnotized by what's on it. Uh, unfortunately, they're not even conscious of what they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're imbibing, and then mm -hmm you know, what happens, happens. Elizabeth, you said something earlier, which was that mm -hmm. what we fear most is change. And I was just thinking that, oh, if what we fear most is change, then it means that already 
we're assuming that that change is going to be something that is yes, because, negative or bad. And this is a choice. Most of the having. things they don't go as we plan, yeah. as they, mm. it's against our plan, right? We plan something and it's not happening. Oh my God. Yes. Because it's like, oh, this is not. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's what, that's what this element of faith, of having faith on, on, on yourself, mm. Everything starts from self. You know, you cannot love others if you don't love mm. yourself. You cannot be compassionate if you don't you, you don't show compassion to yourself. If you don't accept your mm-hmm. own fears, your own shadows, you cannot accept others. Everything starts from self, right? So, uh, yeah, it's a uh, we are living very very interesting times. But we are here for a reason, and we how shall I say? We are the ones we were waiting for. People, we were meditating for a long time for change. We've seen and we feel it in our guts from so many years that change is, uh, big changes must come in the way humanity handles itself and the way we function. Uh, I think these events, they just uh, speed up uh, those changes. There were many, many spiritual leaders. Uh, They said the collective can Collectively, humanity will never move forward. It's only always, always only the few and the chosen. And deep in my side, in my, in my, I mean, deep in my guts, I always felt like that's so unfair, so undivine. So it makes no sense. We are all here created by the same creator. Uh, we should all move uh, together. And I think this is the beginning of the collective awakening, of the collective really... Uh, assessing itself where we go from here each of us individually as families mm-hmm. as countries as as a, as a global village where where we go from here and we will have each one of us very important roles to play none of us is mm-hmm. less important than the other i always uh, tell people you know never think that you are you know it's like when you have a big puzzle and never mind you are i am the little one of the nuances of the blue in mm-hmm. the ocean, but that little piece is missing from there. How that <laughs> exactly? So the each puzzle one is not complete. Is very very important. Mm. We each one have a unique uh, yes, stand yes. and which we add to all what is happening these days on this planet for humanity. Mm. All right. Hmm. All right. So, Elizabeth, if you'd, I'd like you to leave um, our listeners with one, two or three words just of what you would love to see more of in mm. the world going forward. Acceptance and surrendering. Mm. Uh, just accepting that uh, everybody's different and that's the beauty of creation the same events and the same things uh, are processed uh, differently by every single uh, being on this planet and that's the beauty of this creation Uh, tolerance tolerance just do not impose uh, nothing what you are or you believe on on others you know, because we will be all processing everything in our own unique way. And that's the beautiful part of it. Uh, yeah. 
Mm. And uh, this is something we see in Dubai in many, many ways. We learn tolerance. Yeah. Mm. Very, very, very important, I think. Wow. That's, that's very, very and beautiful. I have, so I have a so, short, so a very short poem um, of Rumi. Can I close with this one? Yes, please. Yeah. It's called Freedom. Oh, definitely. Uh, freedom. Yes. Your name is love. Love, make me your slave. Slavery to you is the door into the garden. My, do my door into eternity is exactly the shape I make. When I walk forward, headless, on my knees. Wow. Yeah, I love those. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Elizabeth, thank mm -hmm. you so, so much for that. Um, so, listeners, you've heard um, what Elizabeth has had to say, her perspective on fear. You've heard it's not about eradicating fear. It's truly about feeding ourselves with love. Now, what I'd like you all to imagine is a room that is dark, right? What happens when you switch on the light? The room is flooded with light. So perhaps the emphasis is not on eradicating fear or stopping fear or doing anything with fear, but just filling as much of our thoughts, emotions, actions, and day with love. And love could be giving something to our neighbor, calling a person that we haven't spoken with in a long time, showing ourselves self-love by eating the right things or, you know, receiving a massage or whatever it is. But there's an expression called crowding out. So the more of a certain thing that you do in a certain vibration, the less of other things and other vibrations you probably would be doing. So on this note, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd like to thank Elizabeth tremendously for what she shared with us today. And I'd like to say that a big thank you for investing in your power and purpose through peace. I'd love you to subscribe and share this podcast with others if you found it interesting. Till the next podcast, I wish you all many magnificent experiences.